Because it was a matter of utmost seriousness. 
one's repenting and being baptized would prepare them for something supernatural. Look at verse 7. And this was John's message. He says, After me will come one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, uh, not worthy to stoop down to untie. He says, Don't look at me. I want you to look at Jesus. He's coming. All I'm doing is preparing the way, getting people ready to meet Jesus. But he's the one who's going to transform you. He's, he's the one who's going to change you, verse 8. I baptize you with water, but he's going to come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit. God's supernatural power would come from Jesus and would be poured out upon his people, equipping and enabling them to live and experience the new life that he has come to bring. His spirit was going to come and change them from the inside out, radically turning them around in their life, bringing renewal and restoration so that they could be renewers and restorers in their own communities. So preparing to meet Jesus was serious. He was the refiner who was coming, the purifier, the cleaner, the God of justice, Offer forgiveness, so he says, repent. And show that seriousness by being untied to Now, if we're serious about meeting this Jesus, and I'm sure some of the people here, if they were listening to John, were asking the question, well, how do we know who he really claims to be? Maybe, maybe he's just a fraud, a, a kind of religious guru who is obsessed with power and control, because we're lots of kind of wannabe messiahs wandering around at that time. How do we know that he's the real one? Well, look at verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. Now, isn't that quite strange? Because we've just been saying that baptism was an outward expression of repentance. So that, does that mean that Jesus needs to repent? Was he just as rebellious as we are? And he needed to get himself born about before he's going to sort out the world? No, it wasn't that at all. We know that Jesus was pure without sin. His baptism was all about identifying with us. So if Jesus comes to be baptized by John, completely is saying, I am one with you. I'm not pushing myself upon you. I'm not kind of forcing my power upon you, making you my servant. I'm coming to be one with you, to identify with you. I've come to intervene into your broken lives and into your disordered world. I've come to serve you, not to control you. I've come to be like you, so that I can save you. So he wasn't bent on power in that sense. And as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending down on Jesus like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now this is how we know Jesus is no fraud. The Father in heaven confirmed to us at Jesus' baptism who he really is. No one in the history of the world has received an audible 
that Jesus Christ can come. He has intervened. And many of you here this morning have a story to tell about how Jesus has intervened in your own life and brought about that restoration and a life of redemption. And as we read through Mark's gospel, we will see Jesus beginning to undo the brokenness, to reverse the effect of the curse. As you read through Mark's gospel, it's full of miracles. The sick are healed. Evil spirits are cast out. The poor are fed. The storms are calmed. The, the dead are raised. And sins are forgiven. And lives are being transformed all around us. All evidence that Jesus has come to restore. And we faith. We are a faith. But Jesus Christ has triumphed. He will restore our distorted lives. He will renew this broken world. He started to do it. He's doing it now in our lives. And this is the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. An amazing who has intervened in the world. And it's our hope as we read through Mark's gospel, we will read this Jesus and be changed and transformed and bring his hope to the nations. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this gospel of Mark. We thank you for the way in which it was written. Those that we actually need 